Well, good morning and welcome to Education Matters. My special guest today is Mr. Stephen Simmons, uh, the first placed winner of the Rotary Club of Cookville's Excellence in Teaching Award. Mr. Simmons, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, it's it's great to have you on the on the show. Um, uh, some of our listeners may not have seen the newspaper or may not know much about your background. So why don't you tell us about your background and also just all the way through how you ended up being a teacher? All right. Well, I am a White County boy. Um, grew up in White County and just really um, have always loved school. Um, it's just something I really enjoyed all the way up. I had some really great teachers um, who were great role models for me, and it was really just something I always wanted to do. Um, I look back, my mom has a memory book of all my school years, um, and there was always that one question every year down at the bottom of the page that said, what do I want to be when I grow up? And when I go back and look at that every year, um, it says the same thing at the bottom, a teacher. Sometimes an astronaut may have been thrown in or something like that down at the bottom. But um, but the teacher is the common denominator. The teacher is the common denominator. How about that? So um, I always just enjoyed school, did well in school, and, and loved it. And so um, graduated White County High School, went on to Tennessee Tech, um, go Tech. Go Tech. Got my elementary education degree and started my career teaching first grade at Baxter Elementary School. Um, and then taught for several years and took 10 years out. I went to um, Bible College in Tulsa when my wife and I got married. And so um, I spent 10 years in between education things, doing youth ministry and children's ministry outside of public education, but always just loved the classroom experience. So um, that's kind of the bug that bit me. And while I taught in ministry at the same time, um, classroom is just what I really love as well. So I have a master's also in curriculum instruction and literacy. So um, I just enjoy school. That is great. And how did you get back to Capshaw? Well, I have um, kind of an interesting journey. It was um a year that I was looking for a job coming back out of ministry, and so jobs were few that year. And so um, I actually took a halftime um, position there at Capshaw with another teacher, and so that was kind of my entry back into Capshaw, um, or to Capshaw to begin with. And so um, I was able to pick up a full-time position then there um, at Christmas time when another teacher um, move to a different position. So, well, that's great. Uh, I have a uh, a granddaughter who went through Capshaw and uh, loved it, and so uh, you may have crossed paths at at some time in there. And you teach fourth grade at this point, is that correct? That's right. Fourth grade math and science and a little bit of writing. Well, that's got to be exciting to do um, STEM education and then at the same time. Uh, add a little bit of, of uh, writing in there mm-hmm. and make it uh, broaden it out to more of a STEAM education, yes. as they, they call it today. Well, you were named the uh, first place winner in Rotary's Excellence in Teaching Awards. How's that feel? Well, it was really a humbling experience. Um, um, it was 
it, it was a process to be selected by um, my peers and colleagues at Capshaw. Um, so we nominate someone every year, and then whoever gets the most votes in our school um, becomes the nominee uh, to represent our school. And then the Rotary Club of Cookville um, has those nominees write an essay. And um, I just want to say the Rotary Club luncheon was wonderful that day. I enjoyed the positive atmosphere and everything when we went for that luncheon. But it was a great day. I was there. It sure was. And, uh, there, there was a lot to celebrate. Yes. Um, and just that day, sitting in that room as they call the names of folks to be recognized, and so many people in there I knew, and um, great folks in that room, and just to be accounted among them, that's pretty uh, a pretty amazing honor. And so... They read off the names and then they get to the top three. And when my name was left among the top three, I thought, surely I'm, I'm third. I'm third. So, but it was a great honor. I really um, enjoyed it. And to hear Mr. Bob Luna read my essay was a pretty amazing experience in a way that only he can read it. Bob um, Luna has a unique way of reading any essay, and he, he's a real master at it. He did a great job. Well, he made you sound really good. That was a great, a great essay. So, um, well, we, we should mention, as you did, that uh, there there were a number of teachers um, recognized that day, uh, one from each each school in Putnam County. But the 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 three special teachers um, were were special, and Lacey Means from Putnam County Vital School received the second place award. And Alex Shanks from Prescott South Middle School, I think, received uh, the the other honor. So the three of you were um, were pretty pretty special group. That's um, and and Rotary loves to celebrate uh, those kind of things. Well, to get to there, you've had to been nominated and voted on. So let's talk about what you do well. Let's talk about your teaching methods and sort of how you contact with your students and connect with them and keep them on track. So what's your secret? Um, I don't know if I've figured out the secrets yet. I've got a lot of tools and strategies that I've picked up along the way from other folks. And I think that's probably one of the greatest things is just being observant of what other teachers around you are doing. Um, And I do that a lot. I hear folks down the hall or things that they say or things they do, and we share and we talk a lot about ideas, and I've had uh, wonderful, wonderful opportunities to work with some great teachers here in Putnam County um, over the the years that I've taught. And so I think a lot of times we all talk amongst ourselves about those teacher tools that we put in our toolbox um, to really enhance our classrooms, the methods, the strategies that we use. And so I'm constantly looking for new things to do. Um, we look on Pinterest a lot. We look on online at what other teachers around the nation are doing as well um, and really look for things that are going to connect with our students, what's relevant to them, um, and how we can kind of do a better job engaging them. And so um, one of the things I think that for me I hadn't really thought about until our principals at Capshaw um, a few years back they started placing a picture of the teacher who teaches in their classroom right beside their door, and they choose a characteristic 
about that teacher that they see in that person, um, and it's captioned on that picture. And so my picture has the label exuberant on it. And so I, when I first saw that, I thought, you know, that could be a positive or a negative, but I use it to my benefit. I'm, I'm pretty upbeat, pretty excited. I like to have a good time at work. Um, and so I bring that into the classroom, whether it's, it's songs or movement or repetition or stories or just little things that I can do, rhymes, anything that I can do to make learning more solid for my students. Um, I use that to my advantage quite a bit. And then we talk about things and we bounce ideas off of each other and we figure out what doesn't work. And so I've got a toolbox of what not to do as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got those experiences that uh, we remember about, well, I may not want to do that one again for right. a while. But don't you think that students pick up on exuberance? I think they uh, absolutely. I think it makes them more excited about the day. Yes, and, and if I'm excited about what we're learning that day, they're going to get excited too. If I'm dull, if I'm drab, if I'm not enthusiastic about it, then why should they be? So yeah, I agree. And sometimes with a subject like mathematics or science, it's um, easier to be dull and drab and just say this is a fraction and this is how it works right 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 so So we bring in a lot of hands-on still in fourth grade level our kids are not too old yet to have those hands-on experience with things and things that are relative to their life so we try to pull those things in still at fourth grade you've you've got a a bit of a special um circumstance i hear your son jack might um be involved in your class every now and then. He sure is. I have him um, in the afternoons every day. So he has my teaching partner in the morning, um, who's a wonderful partner, Miss Henson. And so he is with her in the morning for ELA and social studies. And then he spends the afternoon with me for math and science. And Jack is with us here in the studio today. Uh, Jack, what's that like to get your dad in the classroom with you? <laughs> Is he harder on you than on on the other kids? And it, but it's embarrassing, huh, to to have a parent in there in the class. Well, it's it's pretty cool though that you've got your dad in the classroom. How many students do you have? I have forty four right now, so I have twenty two wow. in each class. So so twenty two students and. Uh, and, and again, I I used to know the curriculum in elementary school better than I do now. So you're in sort of the formative stages of mathematics. What what kinds of things do you teach? Um, multiplication models are one of the big things that we do in fourth grade. They've had multiplication in third grade, um, but we kind of amp it up a little bit more and talk about how multiplication um, can be represented through comparison. And then we dive into multiplying with larger numbers. Um, we work our way into division up to four digits by a single digit. And then fractions um, have been introduced in third grade, but we move beyond to compare into equivalent fractions. Um, so it, it's kind of the year that we take the foundation of what they've developed in third grade and move it up a level and, and apply it a little bit more. Well, that's great. We're going to come back and talk about that after we take a quick break. Uh, And we're also going to talk about a box of crayons a moment. This is Local Matters. We're talking Education Matters. 
with Stephen Simmons, the first place winner in the Rotary Club of Cookville's Excellence in Teaching Award. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Mr. Stephen Simmons, the first place winner of the Rotary Club's Excellence in Teaching Award this year. And uh, Stephen teaches fourth grade at Capshaw Elementary School. In your essay, in your sort of award-winning essay that they read at the Rotary Club, you talked about a box of crayons. Explain what you meant by that. All right. Well, I, I think it's uh, something that all teachers can relate to. And so um, we all kind of like the new fresh start at the beginning of the year every year. And that just reminded me of school supplies. And so there's something pretty special about getting all those school supplies in new every year and seeing kids coming in excited to learn. And so I applied that theme to my essay. And so the task of the theme was to talk about my experiences, um, my values, my practices that have helped me have some success in the classroom. And so I wanted to pick something that was relatable to teachers, something relatable to kids. Um, and that was opening that box of crayons for the first time that year. And so I talked about the smell of the crayons and how the box kind of is crisp and new. And um, I, I saw that as throughout my journey of a crayon box in my teaching career and how I began new and fresh with good ideas but hadn't been put to use yet. Um, and over time, how that crayon box gets a little bit more worn, but at the same time, those crayons are getting used in a better way to create something pretty amazing. And so I think that kind of aptly describes my career. I've gotten smarter about um, some of my strategies and um, the practices that I use in my classroom. And so to me, every year is an opportunity to really paint a picture of learning with kids. And so every year is a different picture, and I get a new fresh start every time when I get a new uh, roster of kids. And so I wrote about that in my essay about my career up to that point. And I, I felt like at this point, I can talk about some of my crayons are a little more well-worn than, <laughs> than others um, and how I've used them over time. So, Well, I thought you did a, did a great job with it. And it was, uh, you know, I taught for 40 years or 40 plus years, mainly graduate students, but uh, 
I, I, I sat there and thought, boy, that's a perfect example when you see that mix of students and they come from different backgrounds. There's a different colored background in, in every one of them. Uh, in my case, some were engineers and some were business majors and some were mathematicians and scientists, and, and yet they all added to that, that mix right. that made the classroom so much fun. So I really loved your, your example of a box of crayons and, and thought it was uh, just a, a great way to describe the excitement of, uh, of teaching. Well, um, you're now an experienced teacher. You've been at it a while. How, how have you seen education change during your time as a teacher? It's changed quite a bit. Um, it's, it's very interesting. I think back, I started in 1997, um, which seems so long ago, but it's, at the same time, seems just like yesterday. <laughs> I don't feel like I've been in this uh, quite as long as what 1997 seems to be, but um, one of the positive changes I think that I've really noticed over time is just the emphasis on helping teachers to be more effective in their classroom. I, I remember back when I was brand new, I learned what I learned mostly from my peers around me. But there's been a huge shift um, in the last several years on helping teachers become effective in their classrooms, the professional development that we do um, is is quite a bit more targeted and focused, and so it helps us all be on the same page in a lot of our strategies. What we learned at in in college to help us prepare, um, I feel like I've learned just as much in the last few years in professional development um, as things have shifted, standards have changed, teaching methods have have shifted i feel like the emphasis on helping teachers to be more effective is is quite a positive kind of on the flip side of that um in teaching the flexibility that we used to enjoy um in the classroom kind of has shifted a little bit i think back to to my first few years of teaching and i really got to choose more of what i did and my scheduling and and things that um that we wanted to implement in the classroom. And now the emphasis is more to be on a unified grade level or a unified school or district, um, which is helpful. But at the same time, it, it pulls some of the flexibility out of, out of what we used to do. It's all preparing for those standardized outcomes, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. And we know that's just part of what we need to do. It's a hoop to jump through, and we do our best for our students to feel confident and successful, and so hopefully they feel that these weeks. Well, and, and we know they're going to go on to to a lot of different kind of careers and going to go all over the, the United States and all over the world, so uh, we've got to prepare them on a national level. Uh, we all understand that, but, right. but we just hope it doesn't take the personal experience right. away from the classroom, and you've certainly been a great example of that, that personal experience. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about the stereotypes of teachers. Um, my mother was a teacher. In fact, in the elementary school that I went to, all of my teachers were female until eighth grade. And uh, finally, Mr. Calhoun came along in eighth grade. But um, 
the the stereotype is still there in many cases that it's it's females who are in the teaching profession, and yet you've demonstrated how successful males can be. Um, why why do you think it is that males are not perceived as teachers as much, or certainly at the elementary level, as candidates for teachers at elementary level? I think it kind of goes to that mindset that people have that females are the nurturers, and that's what they're looking for when you think about elementary school, those formative years um, right at the beginning. People expect for females to be in that role, and so, um, but males can do it as well. Uh, we have a voice, we have a care and a concern that at the same time we want to see kids succeed. And so um, I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I've had. I guess my um, drive to get into elementary school came from the time that I worked at the Tennessee Tech Child Development Lab. Um, Jean Webb was the director there and she was so encouraging to me. Um, when I worked there, I did a work study program in college and so um, I would be there at the child development lab and she was the one that really kind of said hey you need to think about this you you know there's lots of good opportunities we need male role models in elementary age um, classrooms and so just working there and getting that experience and being around her and hearing her um, encouragement is really I think the key that helped push me on. And it's funny how uh, oftentimes it's an experience like that in college that shapes your career. It's not so much just the content in the classroom. It's the other things you experience that make a difference. Right. Well, that's that's great. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and have session three with Stephen Simmons and talk more about the Rotary First Place winner of the Excellence in Teaching Award. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Local Matters. Uh, Stephen, we were talking before the break about the fact that there aren't a lot of males in elementary education. Uh, to be honest, uh, t- today we're facing a teacher shortage pretty much across the across the board. So uh, this is a good chance for you to tell everybody how much fun it is, and to encourage folks, both male and female, to um, to go into education. So tell them what a great job it is. It's a wonderful job. Um, There's so many um, opportunities, connections with families. If you're looking for a place to really have an impact on your community, teaching is definitely one of those roles um, that I would say jump in and try. Probably a great place to start is just uh, find a group of students. If it's a church group, if it's um, a hobby group or a sports team that you can get in there and help coach with or get involved in the lives of students, I think you probably will be bitten pretty quick by the bug um, when you see the impact that you can have on the lives of kids, especially now so many kids are missing a male role model in their home. Um, it's just an opportunity to really have an impact for lives that you may never see again, but you get that opportunity to be with them that, for that year in the classroom. So um, teaching is a great profession. Um, overall, there's lots of benefits, lots of opportunity. Um, just being in the classroom is not the only part of teaching, 
there's opportunity to move into administration and beyond that. And so it's it's a pretty vast field to get involved. And involved there in. are career opportunities in every county in the United States. So it's a, a, there's a need for teachers everywhere. Uh, that You can't say that about some majors like engineering. There may not be in a small rural county the same need that uh, that there are in a county where, say, Boeing is located. But at the same time, teachers are needed in every county. So there's some great career opportunity there for the for the teacher. Absolutely. And it's a very, very rewarding uh, kind of kind of career. Well, uh, you're at Capshaw. Tell us a little bit about Capshaw Elementary. It's It's got a, a great reputation as a a pretty special place. So tell us about it. It is a pretty special place. Um, I've taught in, in several schools here in Putnam County, and they're all wonderful. Um, you know, if anybody ever wants to say anything negative about Putnam County schools, they're probably the folks that are standing on the outside of the building looking at the street. They're not looking on the inside of what's happening in the classrooms. They're not walking through the hallways and seeing the good that's going on in every school in this county. So I'm proud to be here in Putnam County, and Capshaw is a, a very special place. Um, when I think about it, there's not one day that I dread going into work. I get up in the morning, and I enjoy getting ready um, to be there and walk into that place. It's a happy place. Um, I think the staff there, we have a good time. We like to laugh. We like to cut up. We work really hard um, which is no different, I think, than any other school. Um, but there's a supportive staff there um, that we're rooting each other on um, and helping each other. We collaborate a lot, um, which is something that was um, a bit different for me, I think, when I first arrived there. I had kind of taught myself to be self-reliant, and when I came there and saw how everybody really work together well. It was a challenge for me at first to be open to that, to receive that, but then also to recognize that I have something to add to that as well. And then when you think about the kids and the families, it's just um, they're there excited uh, every day to learn. Families are excited for their kids to be there. Um, And so they just enjoy being at school. And the response from parents that we have um, they are glad, you know, that their kids are in such a great, safe place, which is is not uncommon in any of our schools. So I, I love it. I'm so glad to be there. Well, that's that's great. It is a from everything I've heard, it is a um, a special kind of place, and it's been an award school for many years. So it's been right at the top of the governor's uh, award school status many, many times, and uh, so. A lot of good things go on there, and um, having Teachers of the Year there is a, a an honor for Capshaw too. Well, you, you're um, you've got a lot of experience at this point. Can you look back over that experience and think about one or two sort of special times or special surprises when um, you're with a child in a class and you get a eureka moment or you or something happens that you think, yeah, this is why I'm here? I've seen a lot of those. um, You know, we live for those moments when it clicks and that light bulb goes off in a kid's 
face and some kids are way more expressive than others and uh sometimes it's easy to see on their faces um when learning clicks for them or you have those opportunities when they're kids that struggle and they've tried and they've tried and they've tried and then with their persistence and and guidance from from teachers they have that opportunity to experience that, that success and to see their smile on their faces is, is pretty amazing. Um, I think back to something I tried last year for the first time that um, really kind of just really clicked with me on the impact that I can have in the lives of kids. And it came from a book called the coffee bean. And so um, it was an idea I robbed from a teacher <laughs> in Oklahoma that I saw online, but it's, it's a book and it's a, an encouraging book about our opportunity and how we in life will face hard times and circumstances. And you can either be like a carrot or like an egg or like a coffee bean. And so the water that gets hot in our life mirrors the circumstances. And we have one of three choices. We can either be like a carrot and get softened to those circumstances, or we can be like an egg and get hardened by the circumstances, or we can be like the coffee bean and have an influence on the circumstances. So I read that book with my kids last year at the beginning of school. I did it again this year. And at that first day, I gave those kids two or three coffee beans. And I told them, I said, take these home, put them in a special place. And um, maybe you'll remember this in life, to have an influence on the circumstances. And that the last day of school, we do the awards day um, every year. And so I had a pocket full of coffee beans that day. And I was going to give every kid as they came to see me um, to tell me bye that day because that's the last time I would see them. Um, I was going to put coffee beans in their hand. And over and over, the experience that I had last year when I put that coffee bean in their hand and they opened it up to see what was in their hand. And so many of those kids said, I still have the ones that you gave me at the beginning of the year. And so... In my room, I have a bulletin board, and it says, the power is on the inside, be the bean. And that's just one of those teacher moments that hopefully I've connected with those kids and encouraged them um, to really have a positive influence in life and keep a positive attitude that they can do it, they can make it. Well, that's a great story, and I haven't read that. I need to go go find that book and, and learn about the coffee bean. That's, it's a great uh, one. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, it's... Um, uh, you've certainly the last couple of years experienced a, a, a challenging kind of an environment. It's uh, it's pretty special to be a teacher of the year in an environment like we've been through the last couple of years. Would you have ever thought as a mathematics or a science a teacher, would you have ever thought you'd have been teaching on Zoom when you were in teacher training? That was a complete um, trial by fire learning curve right there when we, um, you know, when we first went home for COVID closure, um, we all thought we would be back within a week or two. So, you know, we took it pretty lightly those first couple weeks. And then you realize I've got to finish the year <laughs> teaching on Zoom. And so we learned really quickly the ins and outs of technology and really how to change our methods um, to put things online and digital sources and really to teach to a, a, a 
picture of yourself with some kids' um, faces around you and hope they're they're learning. So we did the best we could, that's for sure. So. And it was a it was a challenging time for the teachers, and boy, we want to brag on all of them for getting through this. It was a challenging time for the kids too, wasn't it? Absolutely. I, I know. I took uh, I worked at Kennedy Space Center for summer jobs when I was in college, and I took a linear algebra course by distance learning. This is back in the '60s. It was the worst experience <laughs> of my life, I think. It's hard to learn online when you're talking about mathematics. Absolutely. The level of engagement is so hard. I watched my three kids at home, um, you know, try to do their work, try to be engaged with it. And so I think because I had that at home, it made me a little bit more purposed in trying to do things that would keep kids connected in. But it was certainly a challenge. It has to be. And 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 we have to brag on the parents, too. It, it was a Tough on them. They never expected to be managing a classroom environment, but that's what they were doing at home a lot of times. Right. It, um, I, but I guess you uh, it's a little hard to teach mathematics when the puppy dog's jumping on the, on the student's <laughs> lap and barking into the microphone. We saw lots of pets join us on our <laughs> Zoom classrooms, for well, sure. Well, those pets may be better mathematicians they might now be. because of it. <laughs> that, that's not, not all bad, I guess, but... Uh, and I and I know we we need to brag on Putnam County administration. The uh, we were far ahead of a lot of counties in being prepared for online education. So uh, thanks to the school board and the administrators for getting us uh, Google Classroom ready. It it did make a difference during this time. It sure did. Well, again, I want to th- congratulate you on being uh, named the first place winner for the. Excellence in Teaching Award. Uh, thank you for the great work you're doing in the classroom, and, and thank you for coming on the show this week. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll have to have you back sometime. Sounds great. Thank you.